0: And we're off. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Hold My Bread, another episode of your favorite podcast. I am Matt Backus with Joel Wakowski, as always. Hello, Joel. Hello, breadheads.
1: Gather around and join the gloom gang, for it is time to carbo-load. Low, low, load. You're listening to Hold My Bread, the $8,112.99 podcast. Everything is down. We're seeing lots of volatility all over the marketplace. Is there panic in the streets, Matty Backus?
0: Remember, yeah, remember we were at 10000 like pretty heftily above $10,000?
1: Yeah, that was like two days ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you might as well just not check your board. Like, there's so much volatility. If you don't have the time to just. Analyze your portfolio, watch every trade. Just be a buy and hold investor. You're you're saving yourself from all this trouble. I am back to my ways, actually. I'm conservative Joel once again, and I couldn't be happier.
0: I um I have been you know hanging out with people and a little bit and we're dis- we everyone's discussing the bubble and I keep looking into we've talked about this on the podcast, but the VIX I've been looking at the VIX right now. It's at 6.53 currently, and it seems to be trending up slightly. Um, now it is down over the last week, the last month, so it's only up today. So that's because everything is red today, I guess.
1: Everything is volatile, and it's so weird that like you just find out the one fact about, oh, the, the market goes down when the White House turns to Democrat, and it truly does just play out in real time. Just knowing that one thing gave me so much peace through all of this, So, yeah, I think I'm going to weather it, and yeah, I think we didn't know the right thing about VIX when we first started talking about it. That expires, actually, so be forewarned, like, you only have a certain window to cash in on it. We, I think I was very excited, there was never any possibility of me making money, but that's always the case when I'm in the driver's seat, how are we?
0: Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, but- so I know there's been, a, I mean, we were just kind of talking a little bit before we went live as to why the market is so red. And I think there were some earnings reports. And other than just the regular volatility, I don't know if I don't have an answer for that. I think I know that. I mean, this is one of the only stock that the stock that affects me the most, really, because it's the only one I really have. But GameStop had earnings the other yeah, like, uh, the other day.
1: GameStop having bad earnings is not to be a surprise to anyone. Oh, of course, what not. were the expectations? Do you think the two, like the two guys from Trading Places, were there, like, like it was orange juice futures? No, we thought this was a healthy company.
0: Yeah, we exactly. They're looking. At, they're walking around waiting for the Jamba Juice to open. Yeah,
1: and I think it is like. The Democrats are getting things done. There will be tax changes and like just those corporate tax rates are enough to swing the market. Like with the the uh, the chance of big legislation hanging over our heads, the market's going to be bearish. It wants to hibernate. It's been crazy forever and um you know, it's just gonna chill out a bit because it is cyclical. It's it's gonna be an amazing summer, and I think that's true for all of us personally, and I think that's gonna be true for the stock market as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think you're right. I think this is, I mean, the kind of th- thing where we saw it last year, where in in obviously we're you know further into March, but March we saw a huge drop in a lot of things. Last stuff was on sale, and it rebounded heavily. Uh, one of the things I missed out on that I'm mad about my mad at myself about is I remember a year ago looking at what was it marathon there's two of them there's marathon like oil and there's marathon petroleum and one of them was in like the teens 15 17 and it had dropped from you know 50 to 15 and uh back in march it was 15 and as we sit right now, I don't know what it is, but I bet it is in the 50s. So, well,
1: Marathon uh, Oil is $10. So, what's Marathon Petroleum? Let me pull it up here. Oh, yeah, that's $53. And yeah, hey, so that
0: was that dropped to 15 back in March. And I'm mad at myself for not buying. So, now I think is the opportunity to you know, take these, these red days as, uh, as chances to, you know, do a lot of research and see what things will rebound now. Marathon petroleum could have not recovered at all, but I mean, if you look what they were a year ago, um, they were, uh, just, uh, it was a fire sale and they are back up to 53. So, uh, I think now is the chance to, even though it is red and it is stressful and very volatile, I think now is the time to hopefully find future plays. And
1: there you can see Matt's mistake right there in real time. But hey, do you really want to be in gas and oil right now long term? Is that the future of the planet? No. I mean, if you just want to do a more long-term thing, I just would avoid these industries for now. You're like, yeah, they, they might go up, but if you're going to be playing in the energy market, there's no reason not to be looking into the future. And like, I imagine for the demographic of this podcast, like... Maybe not Warren Buffett. If Warren Buffett is listening, um, you know, telling Dominican Sue to fuck off. Like he's he's done me wrong. I know you guys are boys, but it, you gotta be more aggressive when you're just playing around with the pocket money like most of these guys are. So they're all are all those like glean, clean energy ETFs. ICLN is a you know, a just an amalgamation of different funds that I like for clean energy we had it for a long time before i went crazy and sold
0: everything off in the big barrage (laughs) of 2021. um yeah we time we've talked about before about uranium i think uranium still might be a play i think it might be a little too early still but i do think uranium has the potential to be a a play at some point Uh, i'm just checking at the uranium prices that we looked at a couple months ago and it does seem like one of the ura it seems like ura is um is up from when we talked about it uh, three months ago. So we talked about URA about.
1: And really, if you do wanna get into the uranium market, there's no better way to do that than by actually just getting uranium. I mean, you can't actually get your hands on it, but if you get your like not literal hands on it, you flip it to some nice shady people from some foreign powers, that's a nice payday. You got yourself a house with a swimming pool. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know what else you got? You got yourself on a list. Well, I think I got myself
1: on a list right there. But yeah. how, how can we invest in... a? So you're, you want to invest in oil futures, uranium. I feel like you just watched Dr. Strangelove and your takeaway was, I want to make some money off these sectors. You know what's crazy is I did just watch that
0: movie. I did. <laughs> I watched it two days ago for the first time. <laughs>
1: I know my friends. What can I say? That's a pretty in- amazing nail, actually.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I swear to God, I did not know Amazon that.
1: Prime. Wow, that's like the hit of the century right now. Like, yeah, I'm retired. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. Um, I will never do anything broadcast related again. How are we? How Man, I learned to love uranium and oil
0: is what's for me right now. And,
1: you know, over here, business school is truly kicking my ass. Um, I have so many assignments due. I have to get all these assignments done just so I can have surgery tomorrow and really chill. I had exam Saturday, exam Sunday, exam Monday, paper due today, 10 pages. Meanwhile I'm getting everything ready. I have to fix my teeth so I don't want to be stuck in one place just tongue in my broken teeth while I'm healing from my knee surgery. So it has been a workload. However, it's been fun. I drew, I drew up my first business model and it's all about how to use information systems using process t- capabilities and centralized databases to make a sauna industry relevant. I ripped off the Peloton and Shade Store business models and I, I, I launched an entire brand off of, you know, a pretty insane model. We're oh, going you're, uh, you're you're working on your sauna thing. I well, I had to have fifty-four employees, and you know that's a lot of hiring. So I, I just did the sauna industry like we made it, and now I got a vision.
0: I'll be sweating it
1: out while living on Easy Street.
0: You're see, what a what a uh, what a uh, sweating it on Easy Street seems like uh, seems like not good. It's not no. what you want. You want to be chilling on Easy Street. Now no. people, you got people sweating it no, out. No, no,
1: it's it's um. You know, it's like a, a an art like an airstream trailer. You build a infrared sauna into it, and people book it electronically, right? And mm-hmm. it travels from market to market. So you know, it, it's Art Basel, Miami. You know, we got the heat there. It just goes can measure it with volume, and that may, that that supports our manufacturing business. We ship out saunas the people who transport them, we build in our logistic network so they're actually, we optimize the travel route and shipping to save on our margins and deliver the best product. And moreover, you know, it's very easy to design in a software app where you can control an electronic device. You control your sauna with your phone. And not only is that a piece of convenience, it actually feeds all of the information back to the same centralized database to a firm, you know, customer service, maintenance and we can keep tabs on how our products are running as we further optimize by just getting all the information.
0: Wait, so do you want people to have their phones in the sauna? That's not that doesn't seem like a no, good idea. No, you just
1: you just turn them on. It keeps a by doing that it keeps a log of everything that is relevant to operations. Oh, my mom's entering the the, the pod. We're oh doing, no. We're we're doing it on um <laughs> We're doing it. This
0: is going to be a a Patreon only thing soon. No, no, this this will not. This is how we'll record.
1: We just put it up on the Patreon for fun this week. Um, If you want to get into the chat, you can chat us here. We will see it. I'm not going to bring you on live, so excuse the digressions. But yeah, school's been a a bit of a bitch, but it's fun to get to use my brain a little bit. And on the uh, other side note, I uh, I got a 56 on a multiple choice math test. How bad is that? How is that statistically possible? I I mean, the the baseline is 25%. And then that happened Saturday. I boned up. I did a good job on Sunday, but I had the craziest day of tutoring.
0: <laughs> I'm always boned out, uh, uh, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I get it, baby. I was so bummed out. I hired my tutor, my old tutor, Chris, to take the exam with me and just give me emotional support. He told me nice things. He... He told me to just focus on the question when I got discouraged. And at the same time, I found a new tutor, right? This is a little Florida party boy. And he's saying like, oh, you're a gambler. He starts sending me all these pics about women's college basketball while he's playing in a tennis tournament drunk. And I got this like very sweet guy on one shoulder. I got this degenerate on the other. And they're both just trying to teach me math.
0: What is that, Bert Kreischer?
1: (laughs) I'm so dumb. These are all the forces that have to be there for me to do okay on an exam.
0: Well, I'm proud of you for putting in the uh, effort, you know, way to put in the work. You didn't get discouraged by your uh, low score and you came back and got after it. That's great.
1: Yeah, I don't have any talent, but I work hard and I have a good attitude. But I think we'll be rich soon um, because we're going to release this episode as an NFT, right?
0: Yeah, I'm. We're gonna figure out. We gotta figure out how to do that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna uh, release this episode as an NFT. So one of our listeners can own this episode.
1: One of our listeners, or like some murky foreign interest, can own this episode. It comes with some uranium. Yeah. But, now uh, that the
0: Silk Road is closed. So what? So
1: where is this? Just another instance of value being in the eye of the beholder.
0: Well, so the way I I know NFTs. And art are obviously very similar in that artwork is seen as an investment, right? Because it's the if you were to you know you you have a Picasso, the value is in what people perceive the value to be. Um, and obviously, not every NFT is a Picasso. People are making millions millions of dollars selling NFTs of their farts. But the an NFT is a non fungible token, and fungible means it is unique in that it can't be traded for a another it's its own unique thing so like bitcoin can be traded bitcoin to bitcoin but an nft and an nft cannot be changed because they're very unique and that they're their own individual thing so that's what the non that's a non-fungible that's and, what that means. and it my takeaways
1: just from like following this story in a tertiary fashion are that the art world saw nba come out with top shot and they're like we got to get in on that
0: well, so uh, it's the NFTs are also they 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 have to do with like blockchains and they're in the family of like cryptocurrency with mainly Ethereum, is is what it is, um, and it's basically it's got it's it's its own thing and then it's it's like a c- cryptocurrency but then it's also got its own data behind it, so it's got like extra information uh, that is very unique to this to that specific token.
1: And there was the one the one artist Blippy he sold an Beeple. image with Beeple.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. He yeah, entitled me to call him Blippy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that was like a correction on the Smurfs. Beeple Blippy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ping Pong had a, a, a digital artwork that sold for 60 I think 72 million dollars, right?
0: It's I'm looking at it right now. It is 69.3 million uh for I think I don't know if it was for one piece or for a bunch of his art but no, it's all I follow him them. on Instagram
1: They're all in one image it's one giant image Is of, it? Yeah. Oh
0: okay. So he- I follow him on Instagram and uh every once in a while on his Instagram I'll comment I just bought this for X amount of dollars and and inevitably there's one person that's like how did you buy it um <laughs> or somebody will be like I just screenshotted it and got it for free you idiot. <laughs>
1: I mean that there is something to that. So, if you could buy any NFT, what would you buy, Matt?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the Beeple thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I'd like to get me a piece of this Beeple art. You know, um, so I wouldn't would- mind getting uh, you know Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter. He sold his uh, very first tweet uh, for what was it some amount, some huge amount of money, like two point six million for his very first tweet. And again, that's that's the tweet, but you're getting a bunch of information behind it.
1: Okay, that makes sense to me, and I do like that your aspirations were. Oh, you could get any NFT. You just go straight to the top. You're like, I want Jack Dor- Dorsey. I want people. I want the things people are talking about. So good for you, Matt. That that goes to your taste. And so what? What is this? So th- now these Ethereum is being used as the basis that other things derive value from, and by that. Token, either it's a sign of the lasting legitimacy or any possible bubble will have farther reaching ramifications than possible.
0: Right. So, yeah, you, I mean, and it's so basically an NFT is an Ethereum coin, but it's got extra information in it. And that extra information, I think, is what makes it an NFT. Um, that which means they can take different forms. You know, you can have like music, you can have um, video, uh, you know, JPEGs, GIFs, all of it uh can hold value
1: and is it are there are they valued items i would actually you can go through and they're actually there's so many knockoffs in this marketplace already it's amazing how quickly these markets get saturated you see that nfts of every possible variety are being sold right here you can buy this woman she has her tongue sticking out for nine cents and You know, that's just how quickly the world works. We're in a situation where our parents were able to invest in McDonald's for five years at like a dollar a share. And now we can't even get on like this weird trend without it being oversaturated immediately.
0: Well, so I mean that is true and not true. I think I think that there's still a lot of room for this to go. I mean, the 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 whole NFT thing is not going to be over anytime soon. I don't think. And I actually have a list of things if our listeners and I'm going to look into this because I don't know. I mean, I'm you know I'm into it. I, I I'm curious. Uh, Open super rare Nifty Getaways Foundation, uh, Bakery Swap, uh, Axle uh, Axie Marketplace. NFT showroom. Now I haven't looked into any of these. I don't know if they're legit or not that that's up for, you know, you're going to have to do that, but those are places that you can, uh, that are, you know, list selling NFTs. Um, and, and they are, are legit.
1: They are legit. I went through OpenSea this morning. There's a lot of pretty fun offerings there, but again, it just seems like there's such a volume right now. How do you really find the ones that are valuable? Cause I mean, think about the files right. on your desktop. How is a file going to have value? It's just like in our very nature by using computers, like files are something like, I don't know, they annoy me. I throw them away. I, I want that clean desktop, baby. Give
0: me that. Uh, you could sell an NFT of a clean desktop. There you go. Oh, fuck. Now we have a real conundrum. Well, here's what what's going on. Um, did you know, did you know about Mark Cuban and the NFTs? Mark Cuban sold. He's convinced.
1: He sold his NFTs?
0: No, well, he's made a bunch of money selling NFTs uh, and buying NFTs. He's trading them and he's making a ton of money, which is great. He needs more billions. But he's actually, um, I just signed up for it and I don't have anything for it yet. But Lazy.com is um, Mark Cuban's new website. And it's it's a uh, place where you can it's basically like a virtual art gallery. So I don't think there's any selling or buying of NFTs, but you can put your collection of NFTs up on that website for people to look at and to show off. Uh, so that and that's Mark's, Mark Cuban's website. It's called lazy.com. So I don't know how he got lazy.com, but Are, he got it.
1: I know like one of the most made fun of headlines in history is like a guy in nineteen in like eighteen fifty-eight, he came out and said humanity was coming out of inventions and um, you know he was wrong but man humanity might be out of inventions he so the richest of the rich the most forward-thinking people have come up with a way for you to access Instagram by logging onto a computer wait what I think it's just Instagram it's Instagram but on a website It's, it's an art gallery of NFTs
0: I mean, I open up an account and uh, I don't have anything to look at right now. So it's making me making me bummed. I want to buy an I want to buy an NFT to put my gallery, my gallery, just
1: another vehicle for consumerism. They're creating new arenas in which you have nothing and you need to acquire. There is no value in this. So the value is projected and it just stirs up the capitalist inclinations just a little bit
0: more. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like it's it's starting to reach, uh, not critical mass, but it's definitely, I feel like a couple of months ago, I was hearing about it. I was hearing from some of my friends that are more plugged into this kind of stuff. And then... I started seeing it trend on Twitter more and more. And now it's getting to the point where it's like when my mom is asking, it's getting that thing where it's like when my mom asks about an NFT, that's when we're in trouble.
1: Yeah. When your mom asks about something, you should have bought that security six months ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's too late at that point. You know, moms but, are the shoeshine boys of the 21st century or whatever. You've all heard that saying.
1: And that's the way you should have gone through it. The first time you hear something. stop and analyze anything these days. It's not ideal operating procedures. That's wild.
0: Yeah. Um, but people are making a fortune, you know, and not just people and not just famous artists. Um, not just people, but people. But yeah, it's not just people. It's multiple people. Uh, Black Sneakers has sold more than, uh, that's his username, has sold more than 60,000 in NFT art over the past six months. Um, it's interesting to see digital art being brought, bought at such a price. I mean, it's it's really crazy to uh, to see that because you know if you own a Picasso, you have the physical Picasso, and I think it's just hard it's hard for people to understand because I think we're caught in this digital age where it's like we're not fully digital and we're not not fully digital. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I mean. Like we're such a we're in like a weird space where it's hard for people to comprehend how you can own a thing that's not physical. And I think I wish there
1: wasn't the pandemic. I would love to just go to a Silicon Valley party, real networky affair, dressed to the nines, put out my coolest vibe. And then when people talk to me about NFTs, just insist I didn't understand. Oh, like a JPEG? I don't know. Like if if someone I just I would die for the opportunity for someone to show me their NFT collection and me go like, oh, yeah, it's a picture on your phone.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can just do that on Clubhouse. Just get on Clubhouse. You can do that. Okay, I got to get on Clubhouse now. Yeah, I got an invite. We got to get our podcast on there, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can talk with more Azerbaijani teenagers. That's just what this podcast needs. Yeah,
0: well, we don't need Rufat on our podcast. Hey, Rufat is a good egg. So, yeah, I know he is. You're right.
1: So what's the process? You, you have these digital artists. What do they do to actually mint these things as NFT? How do they get backed by Ethereum?
0: Um, that's actually a good question. Cause I think that's what we're going to have to figure out to, uh, like in order for us to, uh, to, to sell this podcast as an NFT, we're going to have to figure out how to do that.
1: Well, I mean, um, I honestly
0: don't know. Um, you, you
1: can't, uh, you're ensuring it can't be replicated, but how do we do it? Matt, I want to brand you as a non fungible token. So you, you Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same interface. You get verified, you send it in for to get permission. So you're asking for permission to live in this world, and our tech oligarchs, they're nice enough to let you live in it.
0: Well, Logan Paul, I mean, he's another name that I've been hearing thrown around a lot. Logan Paul, um, he's he sold more than f- uh, 50 more NFTs of the exact same video.
1: Yeah, these these have to be a tax scam because those people, they sell one token and then they're able to write off the, the, the value they sell it for. And then they have to have others they created. They donate them. Then they're able to write off that loss at a huge amount. If you're getting the kind of income that creators are and it is all 1099, you can easily deploy this as like a way to scam your taxes. And it's so effective. And I think it's actually legal.
0: Well, listen to this. So talking about what could be an NFT, um, basically anything digital can be sold as an NFT. And uh, as I just saw here, Dead Mouse sold a digital animated sticker. William Shatner has sold. William Shatner just turned like 90 uh, and he sold uh, an NFT of an X-ray of his teeth. I mean, it's
1: sad day for the podcast when William Shatner is beating us to the latest financial trends. I guess he did have that Star Trek time technology. So it's not, it doesn't reflect too poorly on us.
0: There's a, uh, this is interesting to me. Um, There've been some uh, attempts at like making NFTs connected to real world objects. So Nike has like a sneaker authenticity um, system. They're using, it's called CryptoKicks. Um, they're using it to like verify sneaker authenticity by using the NFTs.
1: Is it that just defeats the purpose of the NFT? It's a digital thing, so now it's being t- put into the real world? I I think they're just taking this from the baseball card market, honestly, because baseball card marketplaces, it's kind of taken off in the past six months, year, same as a pandemic. Are you familiar with that, Matt?
0: Yes, I am, actually. Um, A friend of mine, Tim McLaughlin, he has been selling and going through baseball cards and uh, making a little bit of money here and there. I have a bunch of baseball. I have too many cards to even begin with. I don't even know what to do.
1: But again, there's gatekeeping of the value. There is a bottleneck and that's how they create it. So how the baseball card market work is, you have a card that's great. It's not really worth anything until you send it to Beckett. There is one authenticator. They grade it with a good grade, it becomes up to five times its value which is pretty wild stuff and unfortunately during the pandemic they got backlogged and with the backlog that's what sent the values up so now you tell me nikes they're doing that same system with sneakers right they're they're becoming their own beckett to the sneaker resale industry like It was maybe a little bit questionable, like, oh, they're letting things be resold. It did create demand. And now this allows them to just continue to vertically integrate their, like, piece of this pie and get back in on the top of it.
0: It's interesting because I keep seeing it's it's funny to see Nike, a billion dollar corporation getting involved in NFTs and there's so much money being thrown around and, um, it's, I, I just saw people post a screenshot of people bidding over his artwork and a lot of the people that were bidding. And I think the person that won is like a famous DJ and all these famous people. So these rich people are really just using this to get richer.
1: But that is the same as any, anything that's right. We lost out on that beyond burger because James Harden, Kyrie Irving got this stock. Every security you want to buy, it's exchanged to this. So this it's, it's the same mechanics of anything being sold, and they're right. just it's kind of like new things to sell.
0: In that, you know, like you just said, rich people have enough money to invest and then buy for make more money.
1: Yeah, and I I am com- convinced. I think I've got like a hundred and twenty in the bank. If I could just, if I could just have freedom, if I could just play fast and loose, you'd never see me working again. You, once you get that volume going,
0: it's it's perpetuating. Yeah, I mean, I think you unless as long as you make good moves. Once you hit a certain threshold, I'm a sell. I'm sell that sneeze as an NFT. You should gazoon type by the way. Thank I did you. find
1: a nice way that I think I personally am going to make money. Something that all working class people in major sh- cities should consider. So I, I I'm in therapy right, and uh, I'm coming to the around to the conclusion that like, I think I might come out of this with like some depression era mindsets. And like, you know, I talk about like, you buy and hold, you're very conservative, but hey, I've only worked in recessions. The peak of my earnings, I lost my job because of COVID. And you know, if I ever do a big play, I can't lose it. So in New York, there's affordable housing apartments for purchase, right? And the thing is, you can't make money on the sale. They There's a limit to how much they go for. So you can't uh, really become a Rockefeller on them or anything. But if you're like me, you're a crazy person. And you if you can mess up your life with one bad decision, that's a pretty safe option for me.
0: Wait, why? so why would you do it then?
1: Because instead of renting you're buying all the money is there. You get the money back when you pay for it, when you sell it, you make uh, a little okay. bit of, pr- of okay. a profit, but you can also get in on a lower price point, And that's what I like about it.
0: All right. I see. I see. Interesting. Well, so are you thinking about buying a, I am
1: And the thing is you, ha- you can't make a lot of money. So I need to do it before I get a job out of grad school. So I will need to if I can make it work, it'll be a great play. But I'll need to finance a loan as an unemployed person. That sounds fun, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like they would love to give that to you.
1: I mean, I'm just gonna get a big trench coat. I'm gonna put you on my shoulders, and I'll say, "People will pay me to to they want to look at the world's tallest man." That's us. We're the world's tallest man.
0: Yeah, that's true. We, if I stood on your shoulders, we'd be like fifteen feet tall,
1: and we could we could see any movie we wanted if the movie theaters were open. But that would help your AMC stock. So it's kind of, we're vertically integrated. that's like Nike to the sneakers, us to seeing this movie in a big trench coat.
0: Yeah. Well, I need something that's gonna help my GameStop stock. I'm tired of watching this shit. I want it to either pop off or disappear. I'm tired of checking it. You you don't
1: want it to disappear. Who that would be terrible. <laughs> So I mean, many- if he
0: disappeared, I'd lose a thousand dollars. That's okay. I got, I lose a thousand dollars. I have almost forty of those.
1: Hi, Matty, 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 the luckiest boy who ever lived. So how? Well, so I'm, what's going on with GameStop today?
0: Uh, it's well, like I said, earnings. It it's dropped. uh, it's dropped heftily. Uh, it's gone down a hundred bucks, almost a hundred bucks in in the week, and just today. It's gone down 61. It is at about 122. So it is dropping drastically. I'm hoping tomorrow for a big rebound. Uh, I don't know why. It is funny. You made a very good point. Is why the hell um, earnings, its earnings being badly, why did it hurt it so badly? No one was surprised. No one's shocked.
1: Yeah. Like we can't
0: retroactively
1: keep treat this like a functional company. Like it's, you know, for lack of a better word, it's kind of a bit. So we can't be subjecting it to traditional valuation metrics when the metric is Reddit.
0: Right. It has been playing by the rules the whole time. And now we're like, well, we got to listen to the rules. The numbers don't lie. We're like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. GameStop is, uh, is fucking up. I'm still waiting on, um, this is a little off topic, but I'm still waiting on a damn email from AT&T. I've got a new damn phone. They're supposed to be ordering it. And they said they'd email me when it came in. So I could come pick it up. I still got no email.
1: So what happened to your phone, Maddie?
0: I had a, this is another. Here's uh, this is where I identify with Warren Buffett. I myself, the year 2021, I had an iPhone 7 Plus. That's a pretty old Ooh. phone. My phone had a button. Man,
1: I'm amazed you had forty thousand dollars and still had didn't have the latest iPhone.
0: Well, hey, don't you worry because I just ordered uh, the iPhone like 12 Max. So yeah, two it's of them coming. taped together. <laughs> But it won't be here. She was like, it'll be here tomorrow. She's like, we'll email you when it comes in. You can come pick it up. She was like, it'll probably be around four o'clock. It is 530 and I don't have my damn phone.
1: Are you finding yourself more at peace? Are you getting like a more affirmed sense of self? How are you changing with this?
0: Honestly, I do feel good. I feel like I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not on my phone because I can't be. And it's nice that I have the constant urge to be like, well, let me get on Instagram. Or anytime I have a second of downtime, I don't feel the need to get on Instagram, which is nice. Uh, I am annoyed that I can't listen to my music as easily and I want to listen to, I have podcasts that I would like to listen to. Um, other than that. A sense of
1: peace. When GameStop crashes tomorrow and it goes to zero, you're going to be at a nice walk in the park and without your phone, you'll still be able to enjoy that walk. Look on the bright side. I'm having my surgery tomorrow. I would, I would love to cast away my phone, but too many people are going to check on me. My fiance is not here so she'll be quite worried about that
0: yeah you got a lot of texts coming your way tomorrow hopefully oh. i can get you one no
1: way and i i'm having jack take care of me no one is less qualified to take care of
0: me than jack yeah get somebody that can barely take care of themselves to take <laughs> yeah. care of you
1: yeah he's gonna learn how to take care of himself from take care taking care of me that's yeah the treat others like you want to be treated
0: that's what, that's what he's gonna get
1: hey there's a there's some thought to it it's part of my process and he doesn't him and gabby don't get along so now they have to work together on
0: something yeah this is a team building exercise exactly the old dog comes up with a new trick well uh yeah i don't this is i'll say this this isn't the last we've heard of nfts for sure i think i'm gonna try and get more into them i think uh I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna stick around for a while. Uh, once the heat dies off a little bit, hopefully it'll be a little easier for people to get into it. I don't know. We're gonna try to figure out how we can turn this episode into an NFT. Something tells me we can't because uh, something tells me you need Ethereum, and I ain't got no Ethereum.
1: Well, use this screenshot of, of it. Sell the picture of us in front of the dollar, and we'll we can buy an Ethereum to mint this. It'll be out there. This episode will be an NFT. And if not, I I have some real funny pictures you can you can make NFTs of. One, I got uh, I got pumpkins all over my body. That'll be a beautiful NFT.
0: Well, sell pictures of your feet as NFTs. You know, I,
1: this 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 podcast
0: gets closer and closer to just selling feet pick every week. Hey, that's gonna be a Patreon uh, level at some point.
1: That'll be the Patreon tier. So with the GameStop like decline, how much of that is like based on today being down, and how much of that is just being based on oh it's. Oh, the, uh, the reports of earnings. I'd
0: say it's probably 50-50.
1: Yeah, so you're gonna get your money back tomorrow. It's a beautiful
0: thing. I'm still way up. I don't give a fuck. I haven't lost at all. It's only 120. It's at 123 right now. I'm good.
1: Gorgeous. You're, no one, no one's better than you, baby.
0: I'm untouchable right now, currently. Knock on wood, except I can't get my damn phone. That's the only way I can be touched.
1: All right. Anything else we need to touch on today?
0: I don't think so. Um, I think we're good. I think I'm good. That was a good episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Patreon. Um, check out Instagram. Uh, Matt Backus sucks on Instagram. Matt Backus on Twitter. Uh, the shows are starting up in New York. They're starting stand-up. And um, Jeff Arcuri and I are trying to set up a little tour in okay. So we'll,
1: well, go see Matty. Go see Jeff Arcuri. And, uh, Jeff R. Curie, he's a sweetheart. He'll be, do a little bits when you say hi to him. Wonky. Some of us are getting...